The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. TSF Entertainment, the Soul Farm family, everybody is out there. Hope everybody is doing good during this COVID and these challenging times. This is your boy D Jackson. I'm also known as Jackie Jordan on Instagram. You can find me at Jackie Jordan on Instagram. You can find us at TSF Entertainment on Instagram, the Soul Firm. I got my boy here with me. He's also a Soul Firm member. Has become very popular on the show. We need, need to make him a regular host on the regular. Go ahead and introduce your name, Cliff. Yo, yo, y'all already know who it is. It's Fresh Your Highness, representing DC, aka for the outsiders, and everybody know the DMV. What's going on? What's good, man? How you feel? Chilling, bro. Just, just relaxing. You know what I'm saying? About to get ready. Just pour me another cup and, and, and kick back. All right, today we going we going in a different direction. We calling this the cigar hour. If anybody know anything about the cigar hour, or just smoking a cigar, smoking a stogie with your people or whatever, you talk about whatever comes. To- um, our other hosts couldn't make it today. They got they got a few things going on. Shout out to Retro CG. Shout out to Vano. Shout out to uh, Mar Juggernaut. Happy anniversary. Shout out to T Bone. Paris the boss. And shout out to uh really BTV. But today, man, we just gonna uh we just go sit and we gonna kick it. You know, I got I got my smoke and we we go sit and kick it, man. We're gonna um we're gonna start off on, on one of my deep things. I love that I have and name of hip and hip hop for me is more than just it is more than just the beat. It's more than just the lyrics, more than just everything else with it, the ad libs and everything else that come with it. It's all that together for me. I think you have to pull all that together in order for me with it. Originally, music is a little bit different. I am in my 30s. Old have an older music taste. First time I was first time actually truly love the hip hop industry was I was in the ninth grade. It took me to the ninth grade. That ain't the first time I ever, but I was in the ninth grade and I was on my way and I was cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Now you said you. You said he did have help on the rock. Yeah, like right, like right when you said that, um, 
he didn't have help. Like that's what you cut out completely. Like I, I had nothing else that you said after that. I would say I would say I I don't remember him getting help from from the rock to go against the locks. Maybe he got help from state property, which is part which is an entity of the rock of Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm talking about like the main people of, of, of the rock. You know, that was Memphis Bleak. Uh, uh, shit, I guess you could say Cameron Twister was in there for like 20 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, during, I guess during the during the beef, well, Cameron wasn't even around during the beef. So I guess at that point it was just uh, Memphis Bleak, Christian Eve was they part of the rock at that time? Yeah, they had state, to be part of state property. Yeah, they had to be. Uh, Oskino and Sparks. Yeah, all the state property was around. Uh, the only reason why I remember it, only reason why I remember it, was because Beans came here, well, State Property came here to do a show, and uh, this was back when you know I kind of still listen to the radio, and they was doing the freestyle, and it was Beans free. Like I said, it was all the State Property, and like mm-hmm. um, oh, free was the main one too. Rockefeller. I can't remember. I can't remember the the guy's name. I can't remember the DJ name, but he was just like, "Yeah, y'all want to give us some freestyle." So they was just on the radio, and I don't know if Beans was high, if he had been drinking, but Beans just like let loose and just started going. I'm talking about like this is live radio. He cursing like up a storm, and like the DJ is trying to cut him off, like yo 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 yo, you know what I'm saying? Trying to cut him off because he cursing. And like Beans just still going, you hear all the state prop free young guns or skin on them all in the background, just like hyping them more. They coming in, cursing and everything. And it got to the point I remember where, like, I don't know if the FCC or the actual radio station here pulled the plug off of them because only reason I remember it because he was just like he pulled the biggie line and was like, um. Um, I, I want to say he said something like raping your children and making them watch or something or raping your mom oh, something like that. Yeah, and, I remember that. I remember that. He's, he's, I think about taking his time taking his watch. Yeah. I think about making raping his mom, mom and making him watch. watch. I'm taking my time and making him watch. Yeah. He a pussy. I remember that. And he said that. And yep, matter of fact, that's that's the verse because he said it here on live radio and then I remember like maybe a couple of months a couple of months after in Philly doing Powerhouse um, I forgot who it was somebody brought out Jada and I remember Jada got booed because Jada started dissing beans in Philly and Diddy went out Diddy went out did his set he brought out beans and beans started dissing him on whatchamacallit set and he spit them same a couple of a couple of the same bars. He spit them, and I was like, yeah, "Yo!" And I was I like, "Yep, that. that was the exact same thing." So, but yeah, <laughs> but you're right though. He didn't really like. He didn't really have. He didn't really have help because if you look at it, like when Hove went up against Jazzo, he gave Jazzo like what six, seven bars, and then he let Bleak and Free and all of them. Go at Jazzo like he, but, but see, Jazzo wasn't really no threat though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is true. So it was kind of like it was kind of like one of the things where he just was like, I'm not kind of like the boss of this shit, so I'm going to say something considering where we, you know, where we started from. 
you know, whatever, because Jay don't address everybody when it comes out of beef, you know. So he just got like, I'm gonna say something, but then I'm gonna let the little homies, you know, get at you. But um, Siegel, I remember that verse because he said, uh, he he said he called Jada, you a bitch without a pocketbook or a wig. Yeah, how you talk that? How you say your best artist was Pac or some shit? He said, how you talk that Pac shit? He said, how you talk that Pac shit? Yeah, when your man was big. big. Yeah, I said yeah, I still I still yeah. have that freestyle I, on my iPod. I know it by heart oh when God, I hear I it. Give me that. But just I need you to give me that. But just trying to say it right now. Oh yeah, I could easily send it to you. But trying to say it right now at the top of my dome, I can't remember it. But if I listen to it, I know the whole thing front to back. Like I I I need I need to hear that, man. I need to hear that, man. Yeah. Um, but Siegel, Siegel don't get his due. Um, what do you think about Fab and Jada? Do you think Fab and Jada get their due? Do you think they're at where they should be at? Because personally, I don't think neither one of them dropped a, a, a great album. I think they dropped good albums. Really? You know, a couple of good albums. Yes, I don't think neither one of them dropped a great album. Okay. I'll say, I'll start with Fab. Fab, I will say, I agree with Fab hasn't dropped near classic material, but he has good albums. I think Fab always gets his due because Fab, in a sense, was kind of like not to compare him to Hove, but he's always been able ever since his first album dropped 9 11 2001, which was Ghetto Fabulous. And he's still relevant today where he could easily put something out that's going to bang, whether in the clubs or something for the ladies, whatever. That was mixtape genius. Yeah, like he knows how to stay relevant and adapt with the times. Fab, so I will say Fab does because Fab is still on the radio. Although, like I said, I don't listen to it, but he's still there. Jada... Let me say what. Let me say one thing, me say one thing about Fab real quick before I even before you touch about Jada. I I, I might have read it. I might have listened to it. It was a Fab interview, and he said, "Well, he's he is who he is because the way the industry made him. What he meant by that was is when he was when he was rocking with DJ Clue and Def Jam. You know, at the time when they had A and R's, mm-hmm. they said, well, this is what you need to put out.'" In order for your album to sell, mm-hmm. Th- even though you want to do this, you could do that later. But this is what you need to put out in order for your album to sell. And then once you put these albums out, once you put these singles out, then you know you you know then you can go a different direction. He said so himself that he made all his money pretty much off of mixtapes mm-hmm. because. He did what the album wanted him to do in order to appeal to the masses, which was the females. And that's why he made a whole bunch of female albums or female singles or whatever. And that's why, you know, his career, not saying that he wasn't spitting on there or anything like that, but Fab belongs to the streets, not in the way that Jada Jada, uh, Pickham belongs to the streets. That's another topic. But Fab, (laughs) Fab Fab belongs to the streets. And once he was plucked out of his element or whatever, he made himself comfortable the best way that he could. Once he was able to go back to the streets with the mixtapes, I think that's what he became. I think that's where he became kind of like he went from Fab, the, the the artist, Fab, the rapper, or, you know, whatever, to Fab, 
he's an icon. Like he's he's honestly an icon. Like like you said, Fab been around since two thousand one and hasn't been nowhere. And when was the last ghetto? When was the last fabulous album that I bought and was like, yeah, this right here is just fire or whatever. I can tell you the last mixtape that I downloaded. Oh, album for me is super easy because it's my favorite Fab album, and that's Loso's Way. That's my Loso's Way. Loso's Way is that the one he had with Neo? That's the joint he had. Um, nah, that's the joint he had. Um. No, that's something from nothing. He has that's a joint, throw it in the bag, uh, money hole. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, I like something from nothing better. I mean, something something from from nothing to something was not a bad album. Um, like I say, because he, right. he had some dope joints. He had, I mean, I think right. my favorite joint on there was a joint he had with Junior Reed was the Gangster Don't Play. But, like, uh, I want you to know that real that's my shit. <laughs> yeah, that one bad. The joint like he had with Jay Z and Uncle Murder Brooklyn, um, like you said, I really like that one. Make me better, but that joint with Gangster with Junior Reed, that's the same. The reggae artist, the same one, the same dude that was on One Blood, on Gangster Don't Play. Yeah, yeah. That's what set it off. But Loso's yeah. way, like he just kind of. But like you said, Matt Fab is more of like a mixtape mixtape artist because when he started doing, you know, there's the there's no competition joints. Uh, then he went from the mm-hmm. soul tapes, uh, oh, and now soul he, tape. and now he doing the summertime shootout joints. Like he is. Um, but I, I'm I'm shocked that you said that about Jada as far as because Jada's. First, yeah, let's get into that. Jada's first album is damn near classic, and the reason why I say that because that really for me it is because that first album he does not have that many skippable tracks on that album. Like that album right there, um, what was that? Kiss, yeah, kiss the game goodbye, kiss the game goodbye, kiss the game goodbye. Like, I think. The only songs I skip from off the top of my head on that album. Please don't say show discipline. No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) I think one of the only, I think the only songs I could think of that's right off the top of my head that I skip is Nasty Girl. And I think. Yeah, I skipped that one. And I want to say, I think it's either. I can't remember. I think it's Eva. I have to listen to it, but I think it's Eva. I'm a gangster or cruising. It's one of those two. It's only like two songs off of that whole album that I skip. Everything else gets played. I can't say Jada. I can't say Jada first album. I'm gonna tell you why I can't say Jada first album is a classic. Maybe that's a fault. Maybe that's maybe that's my fault. When. I got whiff of Jada dropping a, a a single album or whatever. It was after I heard uh, "Breathe Easy" on "We Are the Streets," mm-hmm. and "Breathe Easy" or just Jada in general had me like so. I was just like, "Oh my god!" If he ever drop a, if he ever drop his own album, that shit is going to be immaculate. That shit is going to be fire. This is what. We've been missing. This is what we need, or whatever. And then when I got it, 
when I heard put your hands up, I was like, oh yeah, this beast, this beast <laughs> yeah. dump, he going too. And he say like Sam I can sell it did. That was like a simple metaphor simple metaphor now, but back then it was kind of like, you know, like, oh shit, did you, did you hear what he just said? Like Sam I can sell? Did you hear what he just said? That man is dumb. Like, you know, back, you know, it did, you know, we gonna make it. We gonna make knock mm-hmm. yourself out, you know. Knock yourself out came out before we gonna make yeah. it. But in the end of knock yourself out, we gonna make it came on or whatever. And I just was like, Phew. anytime him and Styles go back and forth, I'm in. You know, I'm like, I think they one of the best duos ever. That's another topic, but I think they one of the best duos ever. But when they go back and forth, I'm in. When I got the album, I, I was slightly underwhelmed, and that might be some fault of my own because I guess I just listened to. I guess I was just looking forward to whether listeners all the way through mm-hmm. and not have to skip a song because of the high anticipation. Like, I was waiting on Jada album, like people was waiting on Dr. Dre's last album. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, that's just where it, it, like, it was on that level when I, when I, when I needed it, you know, whatever. Which brings me to another person who album that I thought I needed. And I'm gonna see where you're gonna get him. Does he get any do where he should be where he should be at? He um I think his I think his single album was what the game's been missing. Joel's. He came through he came through with, with, with no. Dipset as, yeah, that as, was his, as that, a young boy. What the game's been missing was his second album. First first joint was from me to you. From me to you. Yep, from me to you. Because what the game is missing actually wasn't that bad um, from me to you. So, where do you think Santana, is he is he at where he should be at? Or does he deserve something more? Especially what he did with the Dipset album. Like, Santana is probably, like, the primary reason. Santana and Heatmakers is probably the primary reason I listen to the Dipset album. At that time, diplomatic immunity. That that if it wasn't for if it wasn't for that song, it wasn't for the Dipset anthem. I don't think a lot of people would listen to Dipset. Mm, You know what? I can I can agree and disagree on that. As far as Joel's where he need to be, I put that. I'll put this. He should have been bigger than Jim and Cam, but. He wasn't, and that's his own fault. Because you, whoa, you say he should have been in camp. He should. He, he should have been. He should. And I'm gonna tell you why. We'll come back to that. We definitely because Jewels at one point when Jewels had the spotlight, like I mean, like everybody, like how you said, everybody was flocking to Jewels. So Jewels right. at one point in time, like he easily. Could have been bigger than Cam and Jim. He could have been bigger than both of them because, like, his bars was better than both of them. Like he he was young. He had that ick factor. And then you know what I'm saying. Like I said, right. he linked up with Wayne and started talking about you know doing uh, can't feel my face. So like he had it there. You know what I'm saying. He was he was getting featured on different songs more than Cam and Jim. You know what I'm saying? He was on the Chris Brown running song. So he had the it factor. The problem for him was he got a little big, got the little money. Then, of course, you know, 
we kind of get a little lazy, then of course drugs come into play and everything else. So after that and and even before the lane, you know, the popping pills because you know ecstasy and stuff big at the time. Yeah. Like he just he and of course, you know, everything that was going on with the dip set, it just kind of he just slowly just vanished. Cause like the only one who stayed consistent during the whole time from the very beginning up until now, even through all the drama back and forth, was Jim. And that's the funny part because mm-hmm. when Jim first album, and it's kind of funny because I could I could relate to relate to Jim multiple stuff and you know, kind of like our attitudes or whatever. But when Jim first album dropped to me, he had the weakest. I was not a big Jim fan far as like rap. I wouldn't either. Like rap, like lyrical wise, I'll put this. Lyrical wise, I wasn't. Like he made the he made the music, you know, for certain stuff that I was doing at the time. But like, I was like, man, Jim can't spit. The next thing I know, Jim just started taking off. He dropped the first album from on my way to church, then the second album. Um, what was that joint? Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it was a joint with Summer with Miami. And then he went to Hustler. It ain't POME, is it? No, Hustler's POME is when Ballin came out. That's that's mm-hmm. which me, I, I feel is like, except for this latest album he put out, that's his best album. And he just kept going with like the rest of them, just like went down. So, Joel's. Should be, but he put it. He put he did that on his own. So it's like, but yeah, he had he had to, he had he had it where he could have been bigger than Cam and Jim, and like hey, you know. But diplomats is like I said, they influential, which is kind of crazy. Which brings me to my question to you because I want to hear because we were just this was something we were just having a debate about um, me and my cousins and my little sister was um, kind of like a versus thing between G Unit and Dipset, and I said that Dipset would win, and the reason why I said that is because although G Unit was more, they had the more gritty records. And they had the more, and they were more lyrical than Dipset. Dipset had the bigger, like they were more influential. They had Definitely. more club bangers. They had more songs. Like they had people like literally trying to be like them. Like let's take Fifty Cent's first album. We're gonna take that out the equation. Like we're gonna take because of course nothing diplomatic. Yeah, that's unfair. Yeah, the only thing I can say that can, yeah, that, that can match up to that is diplomatic community. But we're gonna take that out. So you take Banks, Banks first album, Bucks first album, and we could throw the game first album. Banks first album with Hunger for More. Hunger for More, and they were like, "You're tripping!" Like, because my and my little sister was like, "Yo, there's nothing that can match up from diplomats like solo album wise." That can match up to Banks' first album, Buck first album, and I was like, "You tripping?" Because Cam' first four albums, fire. Joel's first two solo, fire. Um, Jim' first three, fire. So I'm like, "You got Hell Real first album, fire. Jr. Ryder first album, fire." So I'm like, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I still at the end would feel like they would win. But I, I like to see, like, if that was the versus battle, who would you have coming out on top of that battle? See, see, here's the, here's, here's the thing. Um, do I think it's something that you said that I don't that I don't necessarily agree with. I think G Unit has more club bangers, and that's even taking away Get Rich or Die Trying, because I think Lloyd Banks had club bangers at that. Like even with that, I get money. I I get that's still G Unit. You know that's still G. Like I think that I think they had I think they had more club bangers. Personally, I think I'm going with Dipset because it's a preference. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I, I just, I just think that, I just think that Lloyd Banks, Lloyd Banks, would probably run circles around anybody in, of course, lyrical. in, in Dipset lyrically. lyrically he, yeah, li- he, you know, hey, lyrically. He Hell, he run circles around anybody in G Unit lyrically. He run circles you know, around so, a lot of people now. Yeah, you're right. You know, lyrically, he, he runs circles around a lot of people. So I, I think I, I, Young Buck had, he, he had his run. Shorty wanted to ride with me. Stomp. You know. He, the game was game really G Unit was, I was he part of Aftermath. I ain't really sure yet. He he was first album. He was definitely part of G Unit. So it's like, and then I, like I said, you could throw his solo album into that mix um, as well. But I think, like I told him, I think the only reason why I would pick this set is because of the longevity over dip. I mean, over G Unit because after the massacre, G Unit took a huge dive while Dipset was still climbing. They did, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You hit it right on the head when you said influential. I think influential. I think the influence that Dipset had was something completely different than was something completely different than the influence that G even had. Mm-hmm. I, I just think like everybody wanted to like people was wearing bandanas, you know, and you know heavy clothes, you know, big clothes or whatever. Cameron started a whole pink movement. Whole pink. A whole pink movement. I literally went to Lids and saw a <laughs> black LA Dodgers hat with a pink LA sign. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Where did this all pink hat come from with the white Detroit D come from? Where the fuck did this even come from? Like he started a whole nother movement. Cameron first of all, Cameron didn't really start falling off into he started computing with the he started computing with the computers. More lyrical wise, lyrical wise. He was still making yeah, no lyrical wise. wise. He went down to me. Yeah, yeah. L- l- lyrical wise, like three five seven SDE. Yeah, like those shit. Like 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 that. Like that's like that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just those are, those are my shits right there. Um, Jim Jones, Jimmy makes good albums. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, he make good songs. I'm not to go sit here and say that I'm that Jim Jones is one of my favorite. I do like he he talking shit on the ad libs or whatever. Like I, I think he's funny as fuck. Uh, emotionless is like that beat was dumb. So I didn't care who was spitting on that beat. It, it didn't even matter. That beat emotionless was dumb. Um, Summer in Miami with Trey songs, that's a banger. Balling, certified gangsters, whether you pick either yeah, that mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a G Unit album or whether it was a a dipset album because I'd have heard it on the, the game. Which song I'd was that? The game version of it. Oh, Certified Gangsters. That was Def Jim. That was Jim. Because before game wasn't even the original joint game wasn't even on that joint. It was just Jim and Cam. Okay. It was just Jim and Cam. 
on the original version. Yeah, see, I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't, see, I didn't even know. I didn't get it. I didn't get wind of it until uh, until I heard game on it. You yeah, know, on my way when to, they, uh, yeah, on my way to an amusement park. Yeah, when Jim originally released the album, it was just the original version was just Jim and Cam. And I remember mm-hmm. the only reason I remember that because I was mad because of the video version, the game was in it. But when he put out the album version, game wasn't on the song. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? And then he re-released it and put game version on the album because I didn't like the the original version. I like the joint because game to me set it off. But yeah, definitely, yeah, that was definitely yeah. Certified Gangsters was my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Certified Gangsters came on, it just felt like I just needed to throw my fitted down a little bit lower. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just mean mug somebody at, at the time, whether I was driving or whatever. You know, the Certified Gangsters was my shit. Um, in a versus, in a, in a versus, I would take Dipset. I would take Dipset, but I think because of the star power. I think because of the star power of 50 Cent, the G-Unit will win. I would take Dipset, but the star power alone is going to push G-Unit. It's going to push G-Unit on top. You know, it's going to push G-Unit on top. Like, even, like, okay, so let's just say, I think I think, I think, think Dipset definitely had the better beats. Heatmakers, mm-hmm. I think they definitely had the better beats. That Once Upon a Time, I, I think that was ridiculous. Like, that, whatever. But um, Cameron, Cameron got classics. He got classic albums, or he, he got real dope albums. Come home, me the dope album. You can put old boy up against, you know, some shit or whatever. Um, but preference wise, I go Dipset in the verses. G Unit gonna take it, bro. I'm sorry, it's gonna be that star power. Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent got way too much going on. You know, to not, you know, for people to not say that, you know, that he will win. But then again, I could be wrong. A lot of people had Fab winning against Jada, and I had Jada winning. So I said Jada features is gonna very fabulous. Yeah, I'm not not even. I can't lie. I had Fab winning too. Um, we talked about that. Yeah, I think, I think the versus battles. I think like people don't. Somebody we got X and Snoop coming on the twenty second. You know, just so that that one right X there. X and Snoop coming on the twenty second. I easily got Snoop hands down. Like to me, that's not a fair battle because really. And I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why I have Snoop hands down is because Snoop's wow. career has been like Jay's. Wow. He has the longevity, so he's adapted. Like Snoop's first album was Doggy Style, which came out in I want to say ninety four. That joint dropped in '94. Still, Snoop is still making music till this day. I I get Where, it, but we're not going off for longevity. I know for twenty songs. We're going off for twenty songs, but you got to think about this because okay, DMX. It's DMX's first two albums. You could get yeah, that's DMX's first two albums. But of course, I mean, you're not going DMX. Not going you know take all those songs from those albums. But you take those first two. So we got Dark and Hell is High. Of course, you know, he's probably going to throw some features out there, you know, like Money, Power, Respect, Money, Cash, Hoes. Definitely. Um, You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, um, 24 Hours to Live. So, he's going to throw them out there. But I think, like, I give X, like, maybe one through 
maybe 13, 14. And then after that, his joints is going to take a dive because with Snoop, like from almost every album he's dropped since Doggy Style, like he has hits like literally on Doggy Style, like shoot, he got about like three or four. Then if you go back even before Doggy Style, he could do the features that he did on Dr. Dre's album, like Deep Cover, joints he did with Pac. Um, you know, when he can't, nothing but a G thing, no, nothing but a G thing. All you know what I'm saying? America's most wanted. Um, when he even went to No Limit, he could do the joint like he did with C Murder. Then when he came Shout back, out for my niggas. then uh, when he came back, he could do the joint he did with Pharrell, drop it like yo, it's hot. Like Snoop has down for my niggas, it'd be hard to beat. Snoop has a lot in his bag, and I think like people aren't thinking about that. Like they're just thinking about like that. My niggas would be hard to beat. I think when people look at these versus battles, they don't look at like the songs. They just kind of look at like who's more lyrical and who is like, oh, or who they like more. They don't think about the songs and the hits that they that these artists have. And that's the only reason why I'm picking Snoop, because like I said, over time, like Snoop literally probably has at least like one or two hits. With the exception of like the dog father, like after the dog father has at least like one or two hits from like each album. Rough Riders anthem could be hard to beat too, though. That's true. That I mean, that and the remix, like however you want it, you know. Yeah, yeah see, like, it, it, yeah, scenario yeah. two thousand, that'd be hard to like that. That's going that's gonna be hard to beat though. You know what I'm saying? But um, Jada, Jada and Fab, what was you saying about Jada and Fab? Where do you think Fab went wrong at? Man, his playlist. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before, before, before you go there, before you go there, um, side note, I am on Do Not Disturb. Chris can edit this part. I am on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> so if whatever you feel like you want to end it, you know, you got to give me the heads up. We know oh. you're ready to wrap it oh, up. Man. I'm on Do Not Disturb. Oh, man, shit, bro. I'm, I'm rocking, though. I'm yeah, rocking. I'm rocking, so I'm all good. You just let me know. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm so, rocking. But the Jaden Fab. Jaden Fab. Where Fab went wrong, I think Fab went into it like how the verses is originally supposed to be. Because when it first originally started, it was supposed to be about who had the bigger hits. So Fab went and picked all his radio joints, mainly, Mm -hmm. that were hits. Mm -hmm. Where like he didn't go to like his b-side or street tapes like he didn't go he didn't go soul tape he didn't go there's no competition yes because soul tape would have been oh no competition you know what i'm saying like one of the joints he easily could have played was in the morning with you know what i think it was originally with drake if i'm not mistaken i can't Mm. remember if it was drake or j cole what on but he could have he could have played that yeah because i had it in the morning yeah Yeah, and it's and there's so many because what Trey Trey Songs was on that too, I think. I can't remember who I, on the original one. No, Trey so no, 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 no. I, I take that back. They did uh they did uh pineapples. I think they redid pineapples. Nice oh, pineapples. I mean Trey Songs was, I like yeah, that version. Trey Songs was on that one. I like that version yeah. way better than the Rick Ross version because I know what version you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what messed Fab up. Because Fab didn't really, with the exception of like Breathe, um, I think maybe like two, he didn't really pull out like no street anthems 
where Jada was pulling like all of them joints out. Like Jada, like Jada, I mean, although he pulled out his hits, you know, but Jada pulled out, he was like, yo, I'm going to the streets. And he pulled out the bulk of his joints with street anthems. Like that was popular in the streets. And Fab didn't do that. Fab just pulled out, yeah, I'm gonna just pull out all my radio hits. That's real popular. It was just like for, for Fab, it was almost like it was just like a big club performance. Like I'm performing. You know what's crazy, bro? You know what's crazy, bro? That you say that is because I'm thinking about like it, like it, it's some joints where Jada and Fab is on the same, either on the same beat or on the same song in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, like I, like Jada was like, well. You know I'm on this joint too. Don't let him get to my verse. You know what I'm saying? Even though Jada was, you know, little little blow, you know, but mm-hmm. he, he was having a good time, man. He, he was rocking. I, it is brought it just brought something to like I would have loved to hear Jada's verse. That song he had with Usher, mm-hmm. just Blaze had did the beat. I, I don't remember the name of the song right now. It was the name of the album. Yeah, it was called Throwback. Because Fab, Fab and, and Fab had did it with Tiana Taylor. Yeah, he redid it with with Joe Button and Tiana Taylor. Yeah, he did it with Joe Button and Tiana Taylor, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I like Tiana Taylor, Joe Button, and Fab a little bit more." You know what I'm saying? I was like, "I, I think I like this one a little bit." I think I like this a little bit more. Fab first, you know. He said, "Get a dosey." Oh man, he went out again. If you can hear me, you went out again. CJ, fresh. Fab and Jada, get back into it. Uh, shit, I forgot where we left off before you cut off. <laughs> We were talking about, um, we were talking about Fab not getting into his street shit, and how Jada was into his street shit, you know. And I brought that throwback. Yeah. And we were talking about, we were talking about throwback, and I said, you know, personally, I like Joe Buttons and um, Fab and Tiana Taylor shit a little bit better than I actually like a uh, Fab joint. Personally, I think. Um, yeah, Fab joint. I, I think. That, but see, but see, here's the thing though, because like even when even when we were talking about it in the text message, I text message you and I was like, listen, Jada features like if we just going, you know, I know originally it was starting off based off of hits, and I knew it manifested as something else because neither one of them have like a, a large amount of hits. I don't think. I would say like, Fab got more hits than Jada. Definitely, hands down. But yeah. Jada features are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. You know his his features are ridiculous. First of all, he got real features with Big. Let's just start off with that. You know the features with X, the features with J, the, fe- the features with that Jada got with 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 J, with J is definitely better than the features that Fab got with J. So it, it's just that it's it's hard. It's, it's it's for me. It was hard to give it up to Fab. I think Fab got more of a, a slick talk. He's more of that laid back Brooklyn slick talk. I'm gonna talk my shit type type thing, you know. But I think that Jada, when it comes down to the streets, it was kind of like what Swiss Beast did to Timberland. 
I think Swiss Beats played. He, he Swiss Beats told Timberland, "Like you changed, you changed the radio. I changed the streets." I think it was just kind of like uh, the same format down there. That that's true. Although, like I told people, to me, Tim won that battle. And the reason why I say Tim won that battle is because I say Tim won too. It's because the same way I said Just Blaze won the battle against Swiss is because Swiss has now don't get me wrong, Swiss has bangers. But see, the problem is though, once Swiss kind of runs out of those bangers, Swiss kind of goes into what he feels is a banger and it's like some song that's on an album and it's like bro, okay that was kind of a street bank but bro like a lot of people don't know that song and he was doing was the, same thing. the album you know what i'm saying he you don't yeah he's going to something that like he did when he was doing his swiss beats albums or cassidy like you said cassidy album or something like that and it's like yo bro like people don't even really know like you did that song and it's not as big as and he did the same thing against tim so it's like yeah you got them club and you got the street bangers but it's like yo like tim can go non-stop because like i was telling my uh one of my homeboys like yo the difference between them two is like tim has hits in almost in a in different genres where his versatility his versatility yeah, with squiz is stuck in like hip-hop and r&b crazy story crazy story i can't make this shit up um but i think i asked you about it and my older brother my older brother is Fuck, I don't know how old he is. He's like seven years older than I am, seven, eight years older than I am. So, like, we was talking or whatever, and I just was like, um, and I told him, like, maybe it's generational or maybe it's subjective, but I was like, I feel as though, in, in my heart of hearts, I feel as though that Timbaland and, and the Neptunes are better than Dre. Hear me out. Because a lot of people don't believe me when I say that. And I'm like, maybe it's generational, man. Mm-hmm. I say that because I think the versatility and I think the things that I think the things that Pharrell and the things that Timbaland is able to do with an album and the different instruments, the different sounds that they're able to put into their music, the way that they do it is far more beyond just Dre heavy bassline. Dre's signature has always been Dre heavy bassline. Some people argue, they'd be like, well, Pharrell sample. I'm like, yeah, so does Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre been sampling from the beginning of his first, you know, first major hits. He, he's, he's been sampling. What are you talking about? Um, but I just think that as far as versatility go in a beat, as far as the genres go or whatever, a lot of people like Timbaland, if they watch the verses, Timbaland said Pony was actually a rap beat. And it turned into oh, that. Yep. And it turned into that. And I'm like, not saying that Dr. Dre can't do it because he got Chile. You know, he really mm-hmm. didn't do it too much with Tupac. NWA was the whole gangster movie movement. Mm-hmm. You know, his own album, Snoop. He has classic albums that he made up under his that he made that he made up under his belt. 
I'm like, sodas for real, you know, sodas, you know, Timberland, Timberland with Missy, Timberland with Genuine, Timberland with Aaliyah, Timberland, you know, yeah. it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So it, I, I would like to hear your opinion on that because a lot of people say a lot of people say that I was bucking like it wasn't even well I can see how you how you would say that but a lot of people said I was bugging they just was like oh well no nah, Dr Dre legacy out Dr Dre Dr Dre legacy of what he did for the game and did for the culture is far more advanced and far more of a contribution to what Temple and the Neptunes have done. You know, for the game, and I'm like, well, we just you, you can't do that. That's that's unfair. I'm going based off of hit for hit, song for song, mm-hmm. even the ones that wasn't a hit or whatever. Versatility. Christina Aguilera could get on a, a, a Timberland track. Justin Timberlake could get on a Timberland track. And for you know, well, not just necessarily Pharrell. He's just the face of the Neptunes, but a Neptunes track. What's your take on that? Oh man. You know what's funny? And it's crazy because again, like I said, me, my young my little sister, my cousin, we kinda have like these type of different debates all the time. So before before I like really sat there and like paid attention, we had the same debate and I said, Yo, mm. nobody's fucking with Dre. Mm. Oh, my sister said no. It's Neptunes. And I said, no, you tripping. But see, she, because, and this is what I told her. I said, because, yo, at one point in time, all the Neptunes beats sounded similar. Like, you knew they had a sound. And she was like, what are you talking? And I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, listen to Super Thug. And from then on, a lot of their beats, like, you knew that was a Neptunes beat. And she kept right. explaining and out of space. Yeah, beat. it was a she signature was like, yo, Yeah, you know, right. she was like, "Yo, you tripping? Like they not like Drake's not fucking with them." So I was like, "Man." So mm-hmm. one day, I decided, and it's on my it's on my Apple Music um it's on my Apple Music profile. I started just mm-hmm. doing randomly these like behind the behind the boards with producers, and right. I did Neptune's is one of the people. And that day is when I really like, yo, you know what? Nobody's fucking with Neptunes because and even Tim, like I'll put Tim Tim is there, but like nobody would could see them in a battle, really, because they have pretty much that's the only people producer wise that has dominated literally almost every genre since they blew up with you know Noriega and Super Thug like yo I agree they got hip hop they got R&B they got pop you know and so on so it's like yo in my opinion now definitely like after we had that whole discussion I was like and I made that playlist I was like yo I was like okay you know, and this is not even considering, you know, their NRED albums and stuff like that, which is, I love the NERD albums and their albums. But I'm like, yo, in my opinion, right now, the greatest producers of all time that nobody can see, as far as, you know, like, you know, within the hip hop, RB, et cetera, is Neptune's. Mm-hmm. Like, now, hip hop, like rap, just rap alone, 
I still got to give it to Dre. But I'll give it to Dre as like rap producer of all time. Like he's number one on my list. But like overall, for the it's definitely Neptune. So I would agree it's Neptune's because I at one point Timberland was number one for me for a while. And I used to tell people mm-hmm. all the time, people like, man, you tripping. Like Timberland, I got that. He, he all his beats kind of sound the same, same way I used to say about Neptunes. He don't have that many hits, etc. And I'm like, yo, like you go from like you said, Missy, Genuine, Player, Aaliyah. He's made joints for Jay Z, um, like Tim, Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, like, um, like yo, he has like Timberland has hits just as well. Like he's up there. So if I had to say like top five overall producers, it's gonna be Neptune. Oh yeah, let me hear this. Number one Okay, number one, it's gonna be Neptunes. Mm. Two is gonna be Timberland. Three, it'll be Dre. Four, oh that's tough. It probably will be Oh, see, this is tough. It oh, probably will be just Blaze. Just Blaze. And then five, more than likely, I will probably... And see, this is where it gets tough because number five, I could either put Beats by the Pound or... I could put Swiss beats. So it's tough for me to even for producer wise. Top three, I know off gate, but oh, I'm sorry. Number five, also, of course, Kanye. So it's tough for number five. I was going to say something about Ye. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Ye is up there. If you, you, you got to, you got to, at some point, you got to put Ye in there. And, yeah. I, and, you know, a lot of people, it's the same conversation that I had. You know, people were like, well, but he samples so much. I'm like, yeah, so did Jay Diller. So did a lot of people in the industry sample. So what are we talking like, about? Like, you can't go based off of this. They sampling is not an original. You know, if, if you want to go based off of originality, then we will have to kick a lot of people out of that top list. Yep, because Dre <laughs> you know, a lot of people going to be gone. Yep, Dre sampled. I think the only people that as far as I know, that didn't sample, as far as I could think of off the top of my head, was Neptune's and Timberland. Those are the only people that I could think of that I know that mostly made their beats from scratch. And 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 with and with and with Kanye, I'm like, well, Kanye, he got more well-known samples. Mm-hmm. And I mean my well-known samples is like you can recognize, you can yeah. hear the samples. You can hear the and his, you know what I'm saying? Without without, you know, thinking about it twice. Oh. But Dr. Dre, I was like, it might be a little bit hidden a little bit to, to some people that really don't listen to music like that, you know. But yeah. I was like, for anybody else, for people that opened up the, that used to grab the CD or the tape, for that matter, and open that bitch up and look at the credits, like, you could see where, you know, sampling was, was done right. at. So... I got a question for you as soon have, as you finish. So you have to... um I was like, so when you say sampling, you got to take that into accountability. It's kind of like the way where people say, you know, people bite somebody's, you know, shit or whatever. Like, oh, somebody already said that, this, another. 
And I was like, yeah, but I'm quite sure at this point, somebody just said a lot of shit at some point. We probably get dive into something else or somebody else that said it. So whatever. What's your question? So my question is, who would you say that you feel as a producer is underrated and don't get talked about enough when it comes and it could be, you know, hip hop, R&B, like just kind of like overall, because I got one J- uh, that a lot of JD. People... Damn. OK, never mind, because we both said <laughs> we both said <laughs> JD. Yeah. JD, I think people, I think people like because of, this is what I think would hurt would, would hurt J JD legacy as far as I don't say hurt his legacy. I don't want to say hurt his legacy. This is what I think his legacy is remembered as. He took a bunch of kids and he put them on. That's why I think his legacy is remembered as. But you got people got to JD is a trendsetter himself. Like grill, grills don't happen without JD. White tea doesn't happen without JD. Very true. Like it's it's a, it's a lot of songs that don't happen without JD. A lot of songs that Mariah Carey made don't happen without JD. Escape don't happen without JD. Yeah. Shoot. So the don't, don't happen, happen without, without JD. JD. It's a lot of things that don't happen without JD. It's songs that Janet Jackson has that don't happen without JD. So it, I think I think JD. I think JD is I, I think when people think of JD, they think of now you did crisscross or you was a bow wow. And I'm like, first of all, you look at that bow wow talent as a lyrical if you look at it bow wow talent as a lyrical giant as an industry person or whatever, and because he changed up when he had a little beef with Romeo or whatever, and I was like, Yeah, you bugging. Listen to the beat. Don't listen to everything else or whatever. Listen to, you know, let me hold you and imagine Imagine an R&B person just doing that song or whatever beyond just, you know, Lil Bow Wow or the song he had with Sierra, which was, that beat was ridiculous. So just listen to some of those, listen to some of those beats. Fresh as my means, listen to some of those beats and then, you know, come, you know, don't listen to Lil Bow Wow. Just listen to those beats and go based off of that. Can't go based off of because Lil Bow Wow was on the track or whatever, and you feel the way you feel about Lil Bow Wow. JD don't get his JD don't get his due at all. He doesn't. That that that's that was my sleep. That was my underrated sleeper pick. I was like, yo, JD has a lot of hits that people like y'all have not paid attention to. Like now, granted, a lot of his hits were R and B, but mm-hmm. he still got hits and whether you want to admit it or not you can talk about Bow Wow all you want Bow Wow got a lot yeah. of hits as well so but he was that that was my sleeper pick because um when the whole um what's the what's what's his name like the Teddy Riley babyface thing was coming about and I was like mm-hmm. I would have probably put Teddy Riley up against JD because mm-hmm. they had that mixture where they got fast R&B, they got slow R&B. With Babyface, a lot of Babyface joints, you know, his was like, you know, the, it's all, it's, you know what I'm it's, saying? It was the slow, was the slow music or whatever. But yeah. JD, JD has bangers and he has a lot of hits. Jagged Edge, Jagged Edge. I never really liked Jagged Edge, but how can I forget about Jagged Edge? But they had hits. They had hits. With a party at? Yeah, that was a hit. That was a hit. 
they 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 got hits. Like it's just, I I think I I think because of, I I think his biggest I think his biggest blow was Bow Wow switching over to whatever he switched over to when he yeah. had that beef with Romeo. I mean, I I I see. I think, and that's another thing. Like it's like you said with kids rappers, with the exception of Little Wayne, nobody no kid rapper has been able to get out of the image successfully right because we saw them you know as kids and because remember like the same way like how you said when he did the joint with by wow then it was just like yo okay now you trying to kind of get gangster you starting to curse which you know i'm saying i got it because you older but it's like nah that ain't true it was the same way with soldier boy soldier boy we was used to crank that and all the other stuff and now you get with Gucci and gangster. Yeah, you gangster. Yeah. And now you talk about like you know, like you was on the block, you know, moving and selling. And I'm like, yo, that's like like come on, man, that wasn't you. So it's like to me, the only one who's ever been from the gate that was been successful and was able to was Wayne, because he was talking about that from day one. I was about to say Lil Wayne just wasn't able to cuss. Like he was able to say nigga, but he wasn't able to he just wasn't able to cuss the way he was able to cuss, you know, the way he do now. But when he was able to cuss, like he just took off. And like that's when mixtape Weezy stepped in and DJ Cannon and all like that's that's when the shit took off. I think I think what um I think what Bow Wow I think what situation was is that he was he was fit for the radio. You got this little cute kid that got the braids and you know he came up with a Snoop Dogg and mm-hmm. he's this and he's that, you know, whatever. And JD already made hits with Chris Cross and he just got another one or whatever. And he just stays on one and two apart because he's just the cutest little kid. Yeah. Then you get it to this beef. And I swear, I think everything changed over when he had that little back and forth with Romeo or whatever. Well, I mean, it was like, the funny thing about that, it really wasn't even a back and forth because they really only made two songs and unfortunately the song that is kind of like sneak this and towards Romeo and P.T.I. wrote which is Fresh As I Miss so it's kind of like uh, you know what I'm saying but when you listen to Romeo I think, going, Romeo, I'm Romeo said I'm a son of a hustler you a, you a <laughs> I'm a son of a hustler like yeah, that little part yeah. right there was just yeah. That's all I can even hear. <laughs> that joint right there was just... like you can't like like you can't like the streets is gonna win all the time. So you can't the streets are undefeated. That's in real life and in hip hop. So you can't you 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 you're gonna lose. <laughs> you can't yeah. win. I mean, it's over. <laughs> like it's, it's it's over. The person your big homie your big homie is your 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 big homie did a soul did uh. Uh, at night, I think of you, you like that's your big homie. My big homie is he made bout it, and he my dad. Exactly. He's ice. He's the ice cream man. He's You're gonna cream lose. Man. The streets is gonna. The streets is gonna pick sides. You know and what I'm saying? Going to, and, and, well, and, I mean, of course, because pick... like a lot of people don't know, like Romeo really, at one point, Romeo grew up in the hood. Where like, see, yeah, and a lot of people think like, man, Romeo, you grew up like, nah, like. Romeo, because I remember like about it. Romeo was, I think I want to say Romeo was even in it because he was a he was a he was a little kid. My probably like maybe like one or two. Like he ain't really see the fruits of P 
what he was doing to probably like last dawn is when he really started saying like, oh, you know. But but, but see, I don't even like see. I don't even look at it as that. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like I, I like I don't like I don't even look, necessarily look at it as that. Because even you from the hood, you know, or whatever, or you grew up in the midst of, or you grew up outside of it. Like it's pretty people in the industry. They really necessarily have to grow up in the hood, you know, whatever. Even though Biggie parts of his life he lived in Best Stuy. But a part of his life he didn't because his mom was a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. So parts of his life he didn't, parts of his life he did, you know. But the parts of his life that he did, he kind of just picked up on that and he just took off from there or whatever. But that wasn't him his whole life, you know. He just he was in the streets. I just think well, I just think the way Bow Wow came out, this is the way that we just always remember him. And it's it's a little bit difficult for a rapper to do that than it is for somebody else. You know, like it's easy for Usher to come out and dance, entertain, and then later on when he's damn near forty, if not forty at this point, he's talking about yeah, I'm fucking bitches and all this other type of shit, you know, whatever. Or Chris Brown, who was the cutest little light skinned little fellow who was dancing his ass off, you know, and whatever. Now Chris Brown is a full blown gangster. <laughs> Chris Brown is an R and B thug. Like let's just call it what it is. Chris Brown is an R&B gangster. I love Chris Brown. Chris Brown and Usher, they, that need to happen. I would definitely love to see that. Definitely. But let's just call it what it is. Chris Brown is, at, at this point, from where he, Chris Brown is, what, 32? 33 at this point? I didn't even think Chris Brown was in his 30s yet. I thought he was still like 20. Yeah, Chris Brown definitely in his 30s. You sure? When I, when I was, I'm positive. When I was into Chris Brown, when Chris Brown came out when he was, when he, when he said, young boy just turned 16, and I got, and, and, and Weezy was talking about, he was, uh, and Weezy was talking about, he was, was saying his age in that song, or whatever, and they both kind of like said they age, or whatever. Yeah, Chris Brown is like 32. Chris okay. Brown been on for like 16 years. Okay, yeah. Yeah, think about it. We in, we in 20, like 2004, Chris Brown was talking about running. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah, that that was it. And Chris Brown had turned to a young thug. So I don't really think that. But but here's the thing, though. Chris Brown already been a thug from like the beginning. They just didn't. People just didn't know it. Chris Brown had a troubled, a real troubled, fucked up childhood. But nobody really knew it because of the image. Ar Anrs was out back then, so this image. Was painted to be this cute little light skinned fella that could dance his ass off until the Rihanna situation happened. The Rihanna situation happened. He ain't turned back since. He been he been R and B bad boy. He's the first R and B bad boy since Bobby Brown. <laughs> I'm I'm saying it's a fact. He he turned blood and everything. You see him. He he smoked weed in concerts. Like he's just like yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and pull this weed out and smoke weed. And I never see. I've been to a couple of genuine concerts. He ain't never smoked no weed. I recently smoked the weed and at his concerts and nothing like that. Chris yeah, Brown, at least that you saw. Weed. At least that you saw. They probably they bought it down and behind stage. At least that I, at least that I saw Chris Brown pulling that shit. I, I believe at some point or another, everybody smoked weed in their life. I think I think Chris Brown look at it as is is beyond recreational. It's just part of his daily routine. You know what I'm saying? He get up, he brushes his teeth with a blunt at. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that's what. I think for Breezy. I think that's what Bow Wow fucked up at. I mean, I just think for Breezy, like, I, for one, you know, um, 
I think like at that point, like I think for him when he moved out to LA, it's just kind of like when he got into like the bad boy stuff because you know you start getting people around you and you know because like I said, hey, remember at one point Soldier Boy was supposed to be so called blood, and I was like, okay, man, look, like wait a minute, what the hell's going on? Because like everybody now in the world, I re- but you know I guess that's pretty much how it is, um, but. But Soldier Boy got called out on that shit. I mean, he did, but even still, Chris Brown walked with Bloods. Like he walked with Pyru, and you know, I mean, throwing yeah. up gang signs, all this type of shit. Yeah, but like I said, even still, that come from L.A. because I know where Breezy is from now. Although during that time, the Bloods on this side of he's from VA, right? Yeah, he's from Tappahannock. Tappahannock is a very small. Like Tappahannock is not big. I, I know. Yeah, because he said it in the beginning of uh, that song with uh, T Pain. Yeah, I, I know where Tappahannock yeah. is. I visit Tappahannock. Tappahannock is not big at all. Tapp- I'm not going to say it's a small town, but it's not no big town. Tappahannock is a town. Um, So I can't say during the time when he first came out with like Run It, there wasn't Bloods there, but I can also say like, at the same time, they probably weren't as big because I know during that time, like we never fully like here, we ain't never get them that big. But that's neither here nor there. But to get back to them, like I mean, yeah, and to, go, to piggyback what you said, like him and Usher, I'm sorry, I would easily have Usher. Taking the cake because Usher Say has, word. Usher, has wow. Usher got more classics than he got more classic records than Chris Brown. Like full albums or just no? I'm, I'm talking about. I'm, I think, I, I'm not talking about albums. I'm talking about like songs. Like I'm talking about. Ooh, like songs. I don't know because if you go from okay, you go from not Usher's first album. I'm trying to think of the name of the second album. It's not even coming in my head right now. Um, it was the joint. That was the uh, third. The second one was the joint. Um, my way. My way. My um, way. You know what I'm saying? Like you got that. My way. You the got second. uh the joint. You know, you make me want to leave. Um, you know, uh, what was that joint? That, that was my way. Yeah, I know that. I won't trying to think of the other song, the slow song that. Oh, nice and slow. And then, you know, you got 8701. Then you got, of course, Confessions. Like, 8701. Like, you got. You remind me of a girl. You know what I'm saying? You got that. And you got Confessions. (laughs) And then. Confessions is classic. Confessions is his best album. Yeah. JD wrote that. JD wrote the majority of the album, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. He, so, yeah, that was like a lot of his relationship issues. Some of it was with Janet Jackson. Um, me and JD, we gonna fight it out about that. He can't be doing my girl Janet like that. That was my first wife, but he can't be doing Janet like that. I don't even know. But um, yeah, but but like, here, here's the thing. Like, so you just gave me, you just gave me. So you say my way. You say, uh, nice or slow, right? I mean, I could probably uh, go off of. I could probably say, I could probably say more Usher songs than even with features, but I'm just thinking of like, like to me, Breezy 
don't have that many. Let, let's run through it. We're gonna make this. We're gonna make this a three. We're gonna make this a three part joint. Let's run through it. We're gonna make this a three part joint. Let's run through it. So we got. So we got. So so we we got that song or whatever. I'm I'm trying to think about Usher's biggest hits. Oh, I mean, I, so, I mean, I can name them off the top of like I. Confessions one and two. I mean, like I can go. Okay, so if we started with my way. Like I said, you, you got have to call. you got you make me wanna you got nice and slow, right. um, yep. and you got my way. Then if you go to eighty seven oh one, you got you remind me you got it bad, um, and you don't. Oh, have, you got it bad it was a classic. Um, and you don't have to call. You could probably put twerk it out on there, but you know that was kind of like a B side joint. You go to confessions. Yeah. You got the year Ooh, a lot. You go there exactly. You got the year joint with Little John. You got yeah, the you Confessions got Part Two song. You got you Burn got song. You got the Caught Up one. song. And um, uh, Seduction. Yeah, uh, the Bad Girl song. Bad um, Girl Caught Up. So, and then the album after that was Here I Stand, and even with that one. You got uh, moving mountains. Yep, moving mountains. Um, Detroit and places song. Um, oh, Detroit places and shit. The love was that hot. Was was hot toddy on there? Or was hot toddy was just a single? Hot toddy might be better just a single because I don't remember it on that album. You got love in his club on that joint because that was a joint with um. Oh, you do remix. Yeah, you got that joint. Then after that, I remember what was the name? I think it was called. It was the song I, I can't remember the name of the album. I want to say it, it might have been Raymond versus Usher, something like that. But that was a joint that had. It was. That was a joint that had Daddy's Home, the joint that had yeah. There Goes My Baby, the joint that had um the freak the little freak joint with Nikki, um the um what was the name of that joint? It was like a pop song. It was like. I think it was called OMG. Oh my God. Like Usher has. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, after that, that I can't. Yo, that probably, that, that probably was the biggest hit. That probably was the biggest I hit. I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, or, or, or um. Yeah, it wasn't crossover like that, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Bro, that song yeah, was yeah. everywhere. It's to the point now where yeah, I really right. can't even listen to that damn song now. That shit was everywhere. Yeah, we're lovers lovely. and friends. Oh, yeah. See, even though that's a feature, lovers and friends. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fire. He has a lot of, he has a lot of, a lot of classic joints. You ready for this now? Are you ready? My turn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I, I was yeah, about say probably after you... this, we could probably wrap it up with one more because I know you got some food and I'm starting to get hungry. My damn self. So yeah, let me um. No, let me let me tackle this Chris Brown and the thing, and we gonna go ahead. We're gonna wrap it up. Okay, cool. That's cool with me. If you want, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I can't name his albums as they came out. I can't. But what I can do is name a lot of hits. You know, I I, I might not know the songs or know the title of the song exactly. Take you down. Okay. I remember his album. Run it. So. Mm-hmm. 
run it. And I got two words that is no guidance. Like, no guidance lit up a whole summer, but literally the whole year. It came out in the summer and it lit up the whole year. Like, that was ridiculous. Like, no guidance is ridiculous. Um, Deuces. Yeah. He, it is just some, this is some, like, this is some of his recent ones. Yo, excuse me, miss. Now that you're starting to say it more, he, that, it, it'll be a tough battle. Now that you're starting to, because I'm starting to think of him as you say him, like, with you, with you was a like with that R and B song with you with mm-hmm. the shirt color shade mm-hmm. and this that, that like that was ridiculous. Yep, the joint like you with, said with T Pain, say goodbye, um, say goodbye, take you down, Please don't judge yeah. me. Oh. <laughs> like he has a lot. Look at me now with Buster and Wayne. So yeah. look at me, look at me now. Like that's like. And the deuces for the first deuces it did, the deuces remixed. Mm. Give me that with Lil Wayne. Like he has, like he has <laughs> he got a song with this might be B side. He got a song with Kerry Hilson. That's, that's a dope joint. That's right, B side. No air with Jordan Sparks. I forgot about that song. Like it's man. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen, and then when he did Otis, he did Otis Reddy song over again. He did I hate that he song did over that. again. This is cover. I hate both of them. I hate that he did it too. I, I do like his this Christmas though. I hate this I, Christmas. I do like his this Christmas. Me off every time I, I hear it. Like, yo, I, I do you like this. You disrespected Donny Hathaway with that song. Like, no. I, I don't. I, I I I do like this Christmas, but Otis Reddy he could have just left it out. Um. Dude, like Chris Brown has like a lot of hits, like a lot of fucking hits. We know how to rap. We know how to party. He got a lot of hits, man. Like it's ridiculous of how many songs that he's actually on. And this is not this is going based off of his songs on his album. You know, I ain't gonna talk about the the one of Omarion's best songs that he ever came out with. That lit up a whole year and it came out in the summer. Yo, chick, come close to me. She ain't going home where she's supposed to be. That Chris Brown was on that. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris Brown, has, Chris Brown has a lot. <laughs> he has a, 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 a lot of songs, a lot of hits. I think it'd be interesting. I would say Chris Brown because I think Chris Brown, I think Chris Brown push would be. That he has more hits out now than Usher does at this point. Yeah. So I think that'd be the push. I, I think that I think that'd be the, the pushover. But other than that, I take Chris Breezy. We gonna go ahead and we're gonna wrap it up. Um, special shout out again to Juggernaut of Soul and his wife. They celebrate their anniversary. That is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Retro. Definitely. Make sure you edit this bitch right. <laughs> this is gonna be. <laughs> this, gonna, this, this is a right. long one. This is a long one. We expect to go this long. Hey. You shouldn't let us both on on here by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we would have kept going if niggas ain't get hungry. Hey man, I'm telling you. Uh, shout out to the soul firm. Everybody in the soul firm, man. Um, soul firms, by you do a lot of big things. We bouncing ideas off each other. 
Soul Firm International is about to get ready to take off. Um, they seem involved. They seem with it. Um, you know, we, we're beyond just sneakers. We, we're beyond just sneakers. Sneakers is where we met up at. You know, that's that's it. Exactly. Sneakers is just how we all met. You know, that was just the common interest. You know, we 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 taking off beyond that. Um, shout out to the Surf Firm family. Shout out to Soul Firm Entertainment. You can find this podcast on every platform. It's going to be on every platform. Look us up. We coming out this bitch out the gate. We trying to we try to get out there. Any support is better than no support. Um, shout out to shout out to Fresh man. Fresh, this is his. Uh, I, I believe this is your second one. Yep, yep. It's been the second one. This is this is Fresh second one, man. He's yep. gonna be on. He will be on many more. To, he will be on many more to I'm come, man. Try to, be, try to be on as many as possible because. This is we we out. these conversations we, we out are are much needed. We out here. We got some deeper. We got some deeper shit coming real real soon. Very. very I just want to get the bros. I just want to get the bros' opinion, and I just want to get you know other hosts' opinion on it. It might have to be a two or three segment joint the way we want to break this joint up. But um, I want to get their opinion on it as well. We got some deeper shit coming out or whatever. Right now, we just try to lighten situations up. About bringing y'all some type of content. We appreciate all our listeners. Um, T Bone, OG, save as yesterday, dog. Save as yesterday. Same as yesterday. <laughs> same as yesterday. I'll be the same day tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna be the same as today. Same as yesterday. You already know what we're doing. You already know what that means. If uh if you know, you know. Uh shout out to everybody, man. Hope everybody have a blessed night. Everybody have a blessed day, whatever side of the town you on. You know, good morning, good night, because now we international, so it just depends on what side of time you're on. Yep. Um, Fresh, you got any remarks for Man, I ain't got too much remarks, man. Like I said, just pretty much, man. Shout out to the whole TSF fam. Shout out to all my fam, you know, my little sis, my cousins that I mentioned during this episode, uh, uh, my homies, of course, Chris, Jug, Retro, um, Bano, I remember your name right this time. Uh, OG T Ball, uh, Saint Sean Wood, um, everybody like you know, Big J, third, you know, everybody that speaks to on a regular basis. Like I said, y'all know what it is. Like, like the homie, uh, like you said, we got more, we got way, 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 way more to come. We probably end up doing another music episode. But that's what we're right. down the line. Um, we got some deeper stuff. So y'all just keep in tune and just and just keep looking out for us and just keep supporting us. Yeah, keep supporting everybody listen. Don't just go and say you're gonna listen. Everybody listen. We see the plays or whatever. This past week we got 43s. I think we got 43 plays. I think at our highest, we was at like a hundred, between 100 and 150 at some point. We don't get right back there, man. And like I said, we're putting this on every platform. This is your boy, Dame, D. Jackson, Jack of Jordans, however you want to call it, just call it Mr. I Said Yo. However you want to call it, call it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) CJ, take us up out of here, man. And CJ, tell them who you are. Y'all know who it is. Disclaimer, me and the homie D, like you said, this cigar hour kind of turned into cigar hours, and we, we, <laughs> right. we, we got our cups right. So, you know, we kind of 
everything is good. But just shout out to everybody. Y'all know who this is. It's, like I said, it's Fresh Your Highness representing DC. And to other people on our side, aka DMV. Y'all know what it is. So salute to everybody. All right, man. We love y'all. Be careful. We out of here. All right. Yo. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.